Welcome to the Tape Cassette Podcast. I am Jacqueline here to talk to you today about a book that I checked out that's tape related. Um, I also did want to say that it was pointed out to me by a friend that at the end of the podcast they play a like ad for the app that I'm using to do this on. Um, I didn't know it was doing that because I did say before that this would be kind of like a sponsor free um, like, I'm not trying to make any money off of this podcast. I just think that this stuff is cool and I want to share it with you. Um, so I did find a way to disable it. If it's not disabled, I do apologize for that. I had no idea. And I am working on pre-recording some stuff as well as using a better microphone, which I already have a better microphone. It's just a matter of figuring out how to upload the podcast to the app um, from my computer, which I'll figure out. Um, This episode is uh, posted the day of, so it's actually Sunday, and the next one will be posted uh, either, like, recorded ahead of time and then posted because I'll be going on a trip shortly. So I want to make sure that I'm still providing the Sunday content. Um, I am really good at doing things the same day because it's kind of like during the week is when I come up with stuff. But the two next podcast episodes, I do already kind of have an idea what I'll be talking about. So I'll probably do them a little bit ahead of time. Um, And then, you know, that'll be from there. So I did want to mention that because it was brought to my attention. And I do always appreciate feedback. It's very helpful for me because I want to make sure that anything I'm doing content-wise or even with the tapes, and I'm going to go into the tape feedback that I've received. Kind of like one of the episodes is going to be where I go over all the stuff I learned by doing a self-release, kind of like the lessons I learned and how little failures uh, help make better products. So I am very grateful when people tell me, hey, you know, this is happening and I may not be aware of it. Um, So I do appreciate that. So today um, I am going to be talking about a book and I do want to start by saying that one of my least favorite things to do is write reviews and it's ironic because I tried to do music journalism for a bit. Um, I did work for a TV show that did music reviews and I was going to concerts and stuff and I really didn't like writing negative stuff about artists but then I thought maybe my reviews aren't uh subjective enough because I try to find like the silver lining in every artist. Um, There's some artists that I don't like but I do appreciate what they're doing and I can always find something that's good about musicians um, except for the doors. I kind of have this predetermined prejudiceness towards the doors. But other than that um, I usually try to find something in every musician and I feel the same way with books. So I'm going to be bringing up some books in the next couple podcasts that are related to tape cassettes, and I do want to say that I'm they're going to be brief because I'm only going to be giving you kind of like an overall, I don't want to say review because I'm not telling you to go and read it, I'm just telling you about it, and I'm not really giving any spoilers up. So... And I'm going to kind of uh, talk to you about it. It's not really a spoiler, but if you want to read it first and then listen to this, uh, this would be your quote-unquote spoiler alert. So the book is called 
mixtape, The Art of Cassette Culture. And then it was by uh, one of the musicians in the band Sonic Youth called um, Thurston Moore. I may be saying his name wrong. I tried to look it up before I said it on this podcast. So if I said that wrong, I apologize. And he is part of Sonic Youth. He's actually f- was born in Coral Gables, which is very close to where I grew up. Um, this book was written in 2004. And I'm going to go over some brief things about the book. So if you are going to read this book, now's a good time to pause this podcast and check out the book first. Or if you're, I'm not really going to give away spoilers, but if you want to hear what I have to say first, you can continue at this point. So on the first page they have a, well it may not be the exact first page, but there's like a little, um, I don't know if it's called like a table table of contents, I guess is what it's called. And um, some of the topics that they have on there is the intro, love and ego is the second one, Mixellaneous, which is like a take of mix and miscellaneous put into one, and then mixtape art. And I think that those four terms very, very well describe the actual book because you're getting all four of those in it. So throughout the book, there are, it's actually a very, very quick read, and I did want to backtrack that my friend uh, told me about this book and I went to check the library online to see if they could bring it to the branch near me saves time and they were Austin library is really freaking awesome I love going to the library like I go there sometimes for CDs for books just about anything and I have recently been told, well, it's been like a year that I've known this, but apparently not every country outside the United States has open libraries where you can just borrow stuff. And when I found that out, I was very grateful because in the United States, almost every city I've ever lived in has had amazing libraries. And there's just so much that are in the libraries that we take for granted that you don't even have to buy books. You could borrow them. And that includes textbooks, like if y'all are in college, um, most of the cities will have the textbooks available for rent. Uh, It's not really, you you don't pay for it unless you're late or whatever, but you can borrow them. And then sometimes they'll have it, might might even be at your college, they'll have it like at the um, university, they'll have like a in-library version. So anyway... Um, I just went on, like, my excitement over the library, but I did, I'm, we're in a squeaky chair, so if you hear squeaking, it's because I'm moving around in my closet. Um, (laughs) so, anyway, I found out that in Europe, there are libraries there, you can't, like, borrow it as easily as in the United States, and, um, in Austin, what I did was I went on their little portal, I put down a few different books that I wanted to check out, and then I ordered for them to bring it to my local uh library and then I was able to borrow them um I don't even know how many days it's supposed to be due in three days so I renewed it (laughs) because I'm like I still need these for a couple more days so you can renew it for an additional time so they aren't due till September now um I'll probably finish them like this week or two um, I just went on a tangent about the library again. <laughs> so, um, back to the mixtape art of cassette culture. 
Um, I picked these up at the library, so I did borrow the book because I have so many books and I'm just like, I need to borrow this one, make sure I like it before I go and buy it, which I may end up purchasing it in the future or if I see it like for a reasonable price. So in the book, there are J cards and like J cards, I may have mentioned it before in the podcast, but maybe you're tuning in randomly. Um, when you get a cassette tape, the inside insert, it's called the J card and it's shaped like a J. Um, I don't know if that's actually how they got the name, but I think that might be part of the reason it's called a J card. So, um, there's the cover art and then typically it can, sometimes it can fold out and have the different, um, tracks. So in this book, they actually show quite a lot of different J cards that were from back when cassette tapes were really popular and you would make mixtapes and such. And there were a few things that stood out for me when I was looking at them. And the first thing that came to my mind was that back in the day, um, before printers were easily accessible for people, like, talk about the advantage of what we have with the internet and computers and technology. We always, I feel like as a, as a community or just like people in general take for granted how much we've progressed even in the small time that I've been on this earth. There's been a lot of change for sometimes for the better, sometimes subjective. Um, but in, in the case of looking at this book, it's almost like pictures of artifacts because the way that these cards were created was from cutting and pasting from different types of sources. So like kind of looked like some of it was magazines, some of it was um, like it's just like magazine cuts, uh, newspaper cuttings, books cuttings, some of them had stickers and um, some of them even used photos. So when I saw that I was just like kind of had this moment where I'm like, man, back in the day, we really went all out on these J cards because we like, you had to like make it kind of cool looking, but you're really using like a creative side to do that. And now the J cards are a little bit more flush because, you know, you have different, uh, editing software for it. So like photo editing, um, I use Photoshop for all of mine. And it was kind of like looking at those gave me an appreciation in this book of the ones that I'm doing and like how far we've come with that. And then it also made me want to do some that were the copy and paste, like maybe not to have an original sent that way, but perhaps to do a cut and paste one and then scan it into the computer and Photoshop it from there. That was like an idea that I thought was pretty cool based on looking at those and once again seeing that all of these kind of like pieces of history uh they're little artifacts like that it was really cool to look at that because I'm like hey these are someone took a lot of time to cut and paste these to create all the songs on there and um even the track listings were written by hand which it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's such a big deal. Like today, for example, I'm, I was making, I have like another project that I do where I take 45s that I buy at random and literally 
I go to my local record shop for $5. I get 20 45 7-inch records. And what I do with them is I upload them to my computer, make them into cassette tapes, and I send them to friends. These aren't for sale. They're literally um, just kind of for fun. I put them on another streaming source where you can play the songs for free. Um, it's It's part of... I, I guess the artist gets paid. I don't know how the artist gets paid because most of these artists, like, no one's ever heard of, probably. But they're just really obscure songs. Um, I don't send them to, like, strangers. It's mostly, like, my friends. They're kind of like little gifts. Like, I'm like, here's a little gift. I made this. Um, and I part of the reason I do that is for preservation of the music itself. Because, like, that music, and I guess this is kind of, like, unrelated, but it might be related. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to talk about it anyway. Um, so part of the reason I like collecting those seven inches is, like, it really makes a cool mixtape because you'll get these random songs on there, and it just sounds really cool, and then I upload them, and it's like, hey, my friend has a copy of this episode of the Mixcloud or I put it on Mixcloud, so it's like they'll have a copy of the show. Um, so that's really cool. And the reason I brought this up is because looking at the track listings, they're all handwritten, and I'm like, oh my god, I would like go crazy trying to handwrite all of the tracks that I put on record, or on cassettes. I would just go crazy doing it. Because I, I today I did um, one of the, the shows, the 45 shows, I made it into a tape cassette for my friend and literally tried to handwrite it. First of all, I can't even read my own handwriting, let alone someone reading my handwriting. And you you look at the ones in this book and like people's handwritings are super neat. I'm like, wow, that takes like I love pens. I love writing, but you can't read my handwriting. I don't even know how people read the note size on them. Um, so it was cool seeing how much effort was put into the tapes themselves, like the cutting and pasting of magazines, handwriting the tracks themselves, um, and how, like, it's like we take Photoshop for granted so much because it's, like, literally the time it took me to handwrite everything, it it took me one click to add it to Photoshop. And that's because when I'm recording them I, I'm on my like I have my phone out I'm putting it on the tape and I'm writing on my phone the name and the track listing so literally when I'm done making the tape I just have to copy and paste it and not even like a literal cut and paste like I'm just copying it from a computer and putting it on another computer or another part of the computer so seeing that was kind of like wow this took a lot it was like a craft almost like to make a regular J card with paper and then it was, you know, looking at all of that, it's also nice to see how it evolved. Because a lot of these tapes that people made, um, there's always the concept that the A side of an album are like the popular songs and the B sides are the rare stuff. I don't know how accurate that is because when I listen to albums, and that's part of the reason I like the cassette is I just play it and then flip to the other side, and that's with records, too. So, I listen to the A side and the B side, but I guess some people don't listen to the B side. I don't know. I don't know those people. I don't hang out with them. But, um, it's interesting to see these mixtapes with 
kind of like more rare tracks on them. Um, so that was pretty much it for this book. Again, it's called Mixtape Art of Cassette Culture. And I did also want to mention that if you are going to read the book, it's not suitable for all ages. There's some like more adult themed stuff in there and like some pictures that I probably, I don't have kids, but I probably wouldn't want my kids looking at it. But, um, if you're like a parent, I would recommend checking it before you show your kids just to make sure. Or you can do whatever you want because I don't run your life. But, um, there's like some, I just like to say that because some people might, I don't know. I just like to say it. Um, I do like this book. Um, I'm not reviewing it though. Or I guess I am reviewing it. I am not trying to give you my concept of the book. I am mainly telling you what stuck out to me. So if you'd like to go get it and look at it, by all means do. Um, if you don't like it, it's on you. <laughs> Actually, it's on whoever wrote it. Which we know who wrote it. Anyway, I hope you have an awesome morning, afternoon, nighttime, whatever it is that you're doing. I hope you have a great day. And if there is a recording at the end of this, I apologize again because I did not know that it was doing that. I did disable it, so hopefully this will be a test and that there is no end of the podcast pre-roll. Have an awesome time.